Hi guys, welcome to the Partyology Experience. I'm here today with Emma De Jong, General Manager at Feel Good Events. We're discussing all things to do with her wedding, all the pain points, all the good times, everything to do with her wedding. And in today's podcast, we're looking at invitations, which is a big and small thing, yes. um, booking a celebrant and her ceremony, which we've sort of touched on in previous episodes. Uh, so Emma, invitations. Invitations something you sort of do early in the piece. Obviously, once you've picked your venue, you know all your key details, dates, uh, you've got your guest list, all that sort of happening. What sort of format are you going to do for your invitations? Are you doing, sorry, are you doing traditional oh. written um, or are you uh, doing the digital invitation? Um, so we will send them out in the mail. Um, I think that it's nice to get a, an actual invite in the mail and have it yep. stuck to your fridge. Yep. <laughs> that sounds weird, yep. but I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have um, just sort of our names on the front and then on the back just all the information that the, um, the clients, I'm saying the clients, the guests, sorry, will need. Um, so yeah, we'll do something that will go very well with our theme. So it'll be all themed in sort of what we want and the font will be sort of used throughout all of our different types of like signs and stuff yep. like that. It's just so it sort of flows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll be doing that. And then, yeah, we'll probably do RSVP cards. Um, if we like, we'd be up in the air about this about doing the website or sending them out. I know my grandparents will want to send one back, so I might send it to a couple of people that I think might want to. Yeah. Um, but I think most of them will probably go on a website and sign up. So yeah. And so, as far as getting your invitations printed and all that sort of stuff, did you shop around for suppliers for that? Or did you know somebody? Or I know someone that does it. Um, so fairly new into the industry. Um, I love giving new businesses, um, you know, a sort of spot to be creative and help them out to sort of get you know where they want to go with their business. Um, so yeah, I've definitely found someone that I know and I trust. Um, so I can change and sort of you know we go along the flow with yeah. the process together. So yeah, um, she'll be doing the invites for us and all of our other signage as well. Yeah. And how far in advance do you sort of intend to send out your invitations? This is a funny one. I didn't actually know like particular dates. Like I'm like, do you send it out? Like I don't want to send it out too early. I don't want to send it out too late. So like when's the, like, you know, yeah. where's the sweet spot here? Yeah. So I probably would send them out. So I don't know. I was thinking maybe September, October. Yep. Um, and your, ma- uh, sorry, your marriage, your wedding. <laughs> My is, wedding, wedding is in, in March. March. Yeah. Um, so that would give them maybe like, I don't know, six, no, not even six months, would it? It'd be five months beforehand. Yeah. So we were questioning about doing the save the dates as well. Like do you do the save your dates or do you send your invitation yeah. out earlier? So it comes down to cost. It comes down to do you want to sustainably send something else that you could probably just send the invite earlier. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely something we haven't made a de- like a decision on, but it's something I'm definitely thinking about. Yeah. Sort of culling that sort of part. Yeah. It's not really worth it. I, I guess when – you know, with uh, invitations and when to send them out is if you're having your wedding at a key time where there's maybe lots of other lots weddings on. Lots of weddings. So you're getting which, married in March, yes. which is peak season Quite in peak. Melbourne yep. for getting married, um, you know, or if you're planning a New Year's Eve wedding, obviously people are going to have a lot of things on. So I think They're busy. For, yeah, for those sorts of things, there's, there's potential then to, you know, be invited to other things and that could clash with your date and then yes. potentially affect how many people come to your wedding. So. Yep. I guess for the, if you keep those things in mind, if you know you're getting married on New Year's Eve, send them out 12 months in advance just to go, you know, save the date, as you say, yeah. or even for March, you know, the earlier the better. It can't hurt. I don't think it will um, hurt. People no. aren't going to forget. And I think, um, right. yeah, I, I think probably September is probably where I'll be sending them. I think that's a good amount of time. Um, and then it means we may not send out our save the dates. Most of the people yeah. that we like know that may travel, like I've got, you know, 
odd parents and stuff like that that may, you know, go overseas on, you know, travel or something like that. I've told them that, you know, just hold that date. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've seen most people anyway, so yeah. most people know what the date will be regardless. So, And, and so I, I think you sort of touched on it before in that, you know, you've got older grandparents, which most yes. people do. Yep. I guess one of the other things you've got to consider is, you know, what's going to be the easiest way to send them out as well that people are going to see? So if you've got all older guests, uncles and aunties, grandparents, all that sort of stuff, yes. and they're not on social media or they don't use the internet or, you mm-hmm. know, a bit computer illiterate, I guess. Yes. Um, then maybe sending out written invitations is going to be better. It's a better for that. way, of better Whereas form. Whereas if, if all your guests are all young, they're all you know techno savvy and well, most of them are that, friends and families. Then, like, yeah, yeah, and it's a matter of you know you've got to have everyone's addresses if you're going to mail them out. You've yes. got to have everyone's email Which is addresses so old if you're going to email them. Who has their address book anymore? <laughs> exactly. So you've got to think of these things as well. What's going to be sort of easier, but also going to be easier for your guests to reply, reply, as you say. and keep them up informed as well. Like um, just making sure people like it's not old school. Like where if something happen like you know pandemic at the moment like you have to physically like contact them on social media or something to change dates where if yeah. you had something like a website or something like that you could yeah. update it like that yeah quite so easily in, in saying that have you looked into doing a wedding website to keep your guests informed and details and that sort of thing yes it's definitely something we're looking into um there's a couple of different options when it comes to wedding websites you can have like a full inbuilt one that's all about you guys and it's like a full website itself or you yeah. can do an actual website where they just have your details they can um, sign in and just say they're coming yeah. and then they put some dietary requirements down and that sends it to us I think we can also communicate through that with the guests, I believe. Um, I haven't looked into it too detailed, Um, but I think that would be the way to do it. I think if anything was to happen or if, like, God forbid, something had to change on the day, um, I could, like, a week before I could just contact them going, there's been a change of plans. We're now having the ceremony inside, so please move down to the ceremony inside. That's right. Coronavirus has kicked in and you can't have your I'm having to postpone it or something like that. I think it's a better way to communicate. It's less stressful for you. It's less stressful for everyone. I think it sends it straight to their emails. And most people have emails, and the ones that don't, you just call them. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I think the wedding website, um, which if you haven't looked into these, I, I suggest you do. It's, yeah. it's a new thing that's sort of come in in pre- the last few years and it is a great way to keep in touch with your guests. It's also a great way to, um, you know, if you want to, sort of uh, keep your guests interested and excited, excited about, about yeah. what's happening in your wedding. So you might put up little snippets of, you know, a flower that you're potentially going to use in your floral bouquets yep. or some decor, just little snapshots. You don't want to give away all your – No, you, know, you want it to be uh, surprised on the day, but – just little, it keeps people's interest and keeps them excited, keeps them, you know, front of mind, I guess, that your wedding's coming up and don't forget about it, you know. Yeah, and they do like reminders, you know, you know, get excited, it's two weeks away today or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and people have been doing wedding websites where it's like all detailed and designed that goes with their wedding. So it's like it's a full flow on effect that That's everything right. just runs and looks smooth and it's yeah. all looks the same. So it's definitely a a good option. Yeah. And and I've noticed on some of them they've got, uh, you know, how they met, how the couple met. And, it's um, quite cute. Yeah. And mm. lots of uh, photos of when they were young together and all these sorts of mm, things. I love so that. It, it is really, it tells the story better of your relationship and, your, and where you're going. You might as well. If you're doing a whole website, make right. it all about you. Yeah. And these, <laughs> you know, for those people that aren't techno savvy, a lot of these are just a template. You put in the information yeah. and Add, load the photos. Load the photos. If, you, if you can do social media, you can do these sort of websites. It's so easy. They're very days. low cost. They're not, not a lot. And it's also good to look back on that and, you know, to remember your wedding. and, and You might you use can, it for your baby showers. Well, you might. <laughs> and also to another bonus from having a wedding website, not that we sell wedding websites, <laughs> so we're not trying to plug anything here, but um, – you can then upload all your photos oh, to the idea. wedding website after the event. That's a good idea. So then everybody can log in 
and get the and photos. see you naked on the beach in Hawaii or whatever it might I be. Wish you're going to Hawaii. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if you're allowed to leave the country or your house, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's a great way to put snapshots of all the you know That's grandma, great idea. grandma dancing on the table and Uncle Bob you know passed down on the floor. All these funny things that are hopefully going to happen at your wedding. Well, personal thank yous, even. I wonder if you could send thank yous after the wedding and do them like yeah. in an email or something yeah. like that, or yeah, something. So you know, great great thing to look into for those. It's very sustainable. Things, so. I like it. Yeah. So let's talk celebrants. Let's talk um, it. Celebrants is usually, again, one of the, the very first What's things. What's the or, first things you do now? Because yep. they're so in demand. Yeah. So there is a lot of celebrants around. <laughs> there but is. But the good ones tend to book out pretty quickly. Really quickly. Emma would tell you. It was like venue and then celebrants straight after. It was like I needed to get onto it really quickly. Yep. I was going to lose a date. So how many celebrants did you contact? I contacted six and uh, four of them were booked already yep. and then two were not. And it was actually good because the one that I actually was more interested in booking – um, was actually available and it was like a sign of relief. And I thought once I had the sign of relief, I'm like, she's the one because I wouldn't be, you know, having this feeling going, yeah. oh, I'm so happy she's actually available. Um, so I picked um, Shannon. Uh, so I've been following Shannon for years. I just love her style. She's really like easygoing. She was exactly what we wanted. Um, to make it easier, we actually ended up doing a um, FaceTime just so BJ could meet her because I already knew um, Shannon. So we just discussed and she just put our minds at ease that she would be there on the day in the um, ceremony, getting BJ organised, making sure they were standing properly because God forbid that BJ gets there and there's no one to give him any direction. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> you know, grooms are all scared and, you know, worried and going, you know, oh, my goodness. So just have someone there on the day to relax him, make sure the guests are all know what's going on and just to relax me as well when I arrive. I, yeah. I, that, it's a huge, like a very important part because it is. it's the start of the day and you really want to start on a really good foot and it's yeah. quite Stress-free. Yes. Really, that's the main thing. Yeah, and you want to be comfortable with this person of course. on the like, biggest day of your, your life. You want to get along and have a chat with them and, like, we were laughing and, like, you know, being like it's like you've known each other for years. Yeah. So it, it was a nice feeling and I think once you have that, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I See, know. When I got married back in the day when the horse and cart <laughs> was still like around. so oft. <laughs> um, my, I kept getting told off by my wife because my celebrant, she, she had this sort of unique laugh and it was quite loud and I just loved making her laugh so that oh, so you just made her laugh her. all the time. So it upset her, upset my wife, you know, no end because I kept making her laugh, but it made it very memorable. So, oh, I would have. You know, these are the things. Well, you remember yeah, her now. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Hopefully she's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were so long ago when you got married. That's right, exactly. Back in the 1920s. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> okay, so when you were looking at celebrants. Yes. Um, did you have any preferences, you know, did you want a male or did you want a female? Did they have to be, you know, did you want somebody younger, older? Like did that come into effect or was it more you just wanted to connect with that person? Not really, to be honest. I, I didn't really mind if it was a male or a female. I, I don't know why, but maybe I was sort of leaning more towards a female. I, I yeah. don't know, just as a female myself, um, nothing against males, of course, um, but I just sometimes it's just a female connection that sometimes just gets you. Yeah. Um, so. I think I had more female in my head without even really thinking too much into it. Um, so no real idea on, on age or anything like that. I guess you sort of you go gravitate to people that are sort of around your sort of age or yeah. sort of the same way as you are. So you do it without even thinking, I think. Yeah. Um, I didn't go, I want a, a male and I want him to be in his 50s or something like that. I had no expectations about that sort of thing. Yeah. So you obviously, as you said, you know, contacted a few yes, I six did. celebrants. Yeah, it was just a fair few. Yeah. So in – 
doing that, yes. What would you? How far in advance would you give people advice to book a celebrant? At least twelve months. I yeah. think, like you know, you know, if I was doing it twelve months before and I was still getting people pushed back saying they were already booked, like I thought oh, maybe I should have booked. Like if I had have had like my celebrant not be available, then I would have been panicking, going, "I probably should have booked like you know eighteen months maybe before." But yeah. some people don't have that luxury. Yeah. But I think at least twelve months. I think celebrants are becoming quite. Um, yeah, hard to come by the good ones at least, and they yeah. book very quickly. And once they're good, they're booking every day. Yeah, during yeah. that, especially in March, yeah. you know, I'm booking at a peak. If I was booking in the middle of the year, maybe a lot more available, but during that time it was yeah. hard. So are you planning on having uh, practice runs for the ceremony or anything like that? No. No. Okay. So I, don't, I don't think that it's really needed too much these days. I um. I think we'll probably go through it with her over the phone and probably meet up with her a couple of weeks prior and she'll go through the whole format like format of how things go. Yeah. Um, but because we're not doing very, very formal, like we'll basically just, I'll just walk down the aisle and then we'll just go into it. She's given us already a really good rundown of how the things go on the day and that sort of thing as well. So we'll be pretty informed before we even get there. And I yeah. think I think sometimes it's nice just to go naturally and do it without yeah. having to rehearse it. Like it's not a show. Like, <laughs> it's like this podcast. We, yeah. just, we just wing it just as we go. Just wing it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I just think, yeah, just do it naturally. Don't have to do this whole like, you know, it's a whole other thing on top of it. Like you're yeah. going to be so stressed already. I don't want to be doing it the day before going, I've got to go right. now do a rehearsal. That's right. No, I just I I never even thought about doing it and it never will happen. Yeah. yeah. And, and this might seem like a superficial thing. Um <laughs> But it's really important when you've picked your celebrant, male or female, doesn't matter, yep. find out, especially if they're female, find out what they're going to wear because sometimes oh, okay. what they wear can clash with your bridesmaids or your dress. I didn't even think not of that. White. So, and also too, they're going to be in all your photos for your oh, ce- they will ceremony too. most likely or in videos and all that sort of stuff. So you want to make sure that they're going to fit in with what you're doing. I like, never even thought of that, There's no point in them, not that they would, no. come in a pink suit. Uh, and <laughs> they you, might. You know, and that doesn't tie in with your style or ceremony or, or what you want. Yes. So it's only a small thing, but it's, and I wouldn't, make, it's not something to necessarily worry about, but I think it's important to ask the question. There's more details to yeah. ask. I think she'll probably ask me closer to the day sort of what tones I'm going with maybe. I think with Instagram these days you can go onto Instagram and sort of see how they dress. Like I think yeah. they've always got lots of photos of them with the couples and yeah. um, so you know they're going to be well dressed and that sort of thing. But, yeah, good point on that. I think yeah. I will be asking her about that. Yeah. I mean, if you're quirky and a bit out there, you, you know, might want a pink suit. Exactly, that'd or be a awesome. Suit I wouldn't or, mind that. Yeah, you know, who knows? But I don't yeah, want, it's yeah. just something to think about. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, talking about the ceremony, we've talked about it before in previous podcasts. You're having an out, outdoor ceremony. I am um, out on the lawn at your function venue. Yes, and you're saying you've. Potentially, well, you're going to plan for a backup marquee just in case. Yes. So I was being a bit into the detail, which I think you need to be, but I actually went um, a couple of months ago on the actual day we'll get married and checked where the sun was sitting. Yep. Good (laughs) Um, idea. My reasoning for that was because we actually look over the water and if the, and um, where we're having it, the sun will set behind us. Um, And if, of course, the sun was too low, it was going to be shining straight through the marquee or where we're going to get married, straight into people's faces. Yeah. And it would have been the worst. So, also bad for photography. Photography would have been, photos would have been horrible and it just wouldn't have worked. So I actually went and checked and see how I was seeing, 
I wanted to see how high it was, so made sure it was going to sit high enough that it wasn't going to be in people's faces. Um, but we'll do probably marquee. I have a feeling we probably have to do marquee regardless. It will be like wind dependent. It will be if there's going to be showers, maybe. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't want to risk it. I'd rather make the call and just have it and just call it a day. Yeah. Um. Then be re- running around three to four days later, going, okay, I've decided I want to have it, and it's just yeah. not worth the stress. Right. So if I think it's looking like it might shower, or even to shower either day, like beside it. I'd probably just make the call just to have it and maybe just have the roof and have it lined yeah. with a drape yeah. and then have the walls as a last-minute feature and make the call like a day before. Yeah, or even in in a lot of cases, marquees, you can have that <laughs> flexibility of closing walls, opening them quite simply if you, you plan if you plan for that when the marquee goes in. Yes. I, I guess, you know, from, you know, weather perspective, depending on what it's going to be, if you think it's – if it's just a really hot, sunny day, mm-hmm. you still have to think about protection. Well, yeah, so if you've protection. got grandma there who's 85, <laughs> she cannot sit in 35 no, degrees. So no you one need can. market umbrellas or something. Someone will pass out and you do not want yeah. someone passing out on your wedding day. No. So you It know, sort it, of takes away from the ceremony. It does, part, doesn't yes. It? You yeah. don't want people passing out halfway through. Yeah. Um, so we probably do umbrellas if we don't do marquee, so multiple umbrellas to make sure everyone's yeah. in the shade. Um, or I'm actually – probably thinking we just do marquee roof and that would be better than yeah. doing umbrellas, to be honest. Um, haven't made a call on that yet, but I think that probably would be the way we yeah. go. And seating, how do you feel about that? How many seats are you planning for your guests? You're yes. saying you've got about 110. 110, Are you going to seat everybody or are no. you going to seat just half? Like, yeah. I think with seating, it's a hard one with ceremonies. I think I've been to so many weddings where like people are like then funny about sitting in the seats and then they've got like all these rows of people not sitting in the seats. So I'll be making a thing to um, our celebrant, Shannon, just to say, can you make sure once the family's in that everyone comes and actually sits in the seats? It's yeah. nothing worse than seeing photos of people's ceremonies and there's two rows of like blank seats at the front yeah. and no one's moved up. So yeah. we'll probably do like maybe 30, 40 max chairs, yeah. probably max, probably 30 I think will be all right. Um, and then the rest will be just standing at the end of the marquee or around the sides yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And that's mostly like our friends that are yeah. around our age. Yeah. yeah. And I guess – you know, regarding to seating, you have to look at the the demographic of your guests. Yes. If you've got a lot of older guests, then you probably need to allow for more seating. Of course. Most ceremonies will go for 20 minutes, half an hour. Half an hour. Which yeah. is fine. If you're a young, fit person, they yes. can stand up for half an hour, even if it is in a bit of sun or whatever. Yep. But if you've got older guests, grandma, aunties, aunties, they need to sit. Of you course. need to allow for that. So it's really important to look at who you're inviting and I guess their health as well yep. and, you know, allow for seating around that. So. Yeah, so we'll probably make the call if we need to the week bef- like before if we need to have more seats. But I think 30 or 40 is probably a really good amount. Yeah. Um, yeah, any more than that. It's starting to like you're sitting half of people and then sort of like, yeah. Yeah. And so you're then planning to have food and drink afterwards at the ceremony or? Um, no, so we'll do um, ceremony for half an hour, um, max, hopefully, 25, half an hour. And then a half an hour after that, we'll actually have a bar up on the lawn. So people, as soon as the ceremony is done, will be able to go grab a drink for half an hour yeah. and then they'll move straight down into the reception room. So they don't really have a huge gap between the, recep- sorry, the ceremony and the reception. Yeah, fair enough. Which is what we wanted, so. Yep. Okay, well, that sort of covers the invitations and celebrants and, and your ceremony. So thanks, Emma, again for speaking with us. And uh, thanks for listening and stay tuned and we'll have some more pod tips, uh, sorry, more <laughs> wedding tips, I should say, uh, in uh, the coming weeks. Thanks cool. for listening. Thank you.